Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. You know, I've heard people say this is a set it, forget it trade because ah, it just expires or you keep all the money. The problem is if it goes against you, you, you get burned. And again, if I'm looking at a 20% return, that means I have to be right 80% of the time just to be at a break even point. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, two of my favorite guests are back on the line today. We've got Rance Mayshek and Chris Mercer from MarketGear.com. Guys, thank you so much. You know, last week we talked about the poor man's cover call really opened my eyes. And today we're going to be talking about bull put spreads which is my very favorite trade that I basically has been my my hammer in my toolbox, as you were telling me earlier, <laughs> on uh, pretty much, I don't know, years. Just I love the simplicity of it. I love the low maintenance of it. And so I'm interested in learning more and sharing that with the audience today. So thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. Uh, really enjoy sharing with you. Yep. So, um, so yeah, we you mentioned it, you know, and we were talking a little bit beforehand. I, I think it's real important for us to to uh, to bring up the the hammer comment uh, here. You know, I had said that when you know when every, when the only tool in your toolbox is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I think it's a real important thing to have a variety of strategies in your toolbox, and you apply the right strategy at the right time. And uh, this is one of those uh, tr trades that while it can generate a nice uh, uh, revenue. Uh, because it is a cash flow type trade, mm -hmm. um, there is that gotcha if it moves against you, and you want to, uh, you know, be aware of that. So we'll talk about some of that, so to keep people out of the trouble that can happen in that uh, at the same time. But it's a it's a great cash flow strategy that can generate 10, 15, maybe as high as twenty percent in a in a month uh, off of a position, uh, as long as things don't move against you. Mm -hmm. right? And we'll talk about the move against you and, and watching out for that and how to uh, kind of stack the deck in your favor a little bit as we go through this today. So pretty cool little strategy. Yeah. And, and really the, the way that I look to do it. And, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast is I, I love to find the back tested trend lines that perform the best and then just basically move my put spread up as long as I can keep rolling it. Mm -hmm. And until that, that trend line gets broken, <clears throat> I can roll this for months at a time and it can be a, a great little strategy to just consistently get, uh, you know, maybe about 20, 25% returns, uh, sometimes as high as 30% returns, depending on the stock. 
uh, basically on a $5 wide spread, just taking those returns in week after week. But it's when it goes against you, Rants, that it can burn and it can it burn can. pretty bad. Yep. And it's, uh, and, and so there's, uh, uh, there's two rules I'll share today on that, uh, to help with that. Uh, and cause you're right. You're right. You know, it's like, well, I'm making a 20% return every month. If I'm wrong once in a five month period of time, I I'm, that means I'm at break even. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I'm, and, and if you take that to a 10% return, you know, now, you know, you could be right, you know, nine times out of 10 and that one wrong can take you out. And, and then you mentioned something uh, that I think is a real important thing here uh, and, uh, you know, about the, the call out risk, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what, or the put having it put to your risk. Uh, but I want to share that after we get into the strategy a little bit, because I go make a lot more sense as one of the safeties here that, uh, that you want to watch for as they get the structure of the trade. So, uh, so with that, you want me to share a little bit of the, absolutely. The, yeah. Right. Go for it. All right. So, uh, you know, first, as we get ready to go in this, and I, I just feel it's a, a kind of responsibility here to, to mention this, uh, we are going to talk about generating cash flow, uh, with a, uh, a, a nice little cash flow on this with a bull put spread, but I do want to make sure that everybody does know that what I'm about to share. Uh, although we're using real market information and that to do this, this is for education illustrative purposes only not a recommendation for a specific trade. Um, so I just want to be really clear on that. Uh, and what we're simply going to do here is a, an out of the money put spread. So rather than, uh, getting, uh, too far into the structure here, let me just take you right over to, uh, this is the, the market gear platform. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned here a kind of important little piece, um, on how you, uh, find these. And I, I think that's a, a very important piece to touch on. And we'll do that. I will tell you that I'm lazy on this. Um, uh, we have here our bull put spread stock above 200 ASMA. There's 19 of them on the list today. Um, that's what I do. And I'll tell you why I do it. If I go into this, you'll see uh, immediately. Just anything here. over 200? That's all you're looking for? Well, no, I went over the 200-day SMA. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Actually, if I were to go into this, uh, there is uh, a lot more criteria to this. Uh, that, that, that's just the name of it. There's actually 35 uh, okay. criteria uh, on this to make sure that uh, uh, you do this. So, and I'll just tell you two real quick. Number one, there will not be an earnings report come out before the expiration of the trade, right? Because you're in a situation where if this thing takes a, a, a big hit, you're going to be hurting. So I don't want an earnings report that's going to come out before the trade, before the um, expiration that could drive that. Another one, which you have, we've talked about in the past too, is uh, dividend risk, right? So, uh, so one of the things we don't want to have happen is a dividend. So that's also one of the criteria. So it, we want to make sure the stock's bullish. It's got a lot of uh, positive outlook to it. You can see here on my technicals, you know, pretty much uh, most of these are all uh, green, meaning it's a, a bullish or a neutral bullish in its uh, technicals. And, uh, and then it also, you know, so, uh, other elements to that, that we want to make sure that that's the case. So what you were talking about, making sure it's in that trend line, it's above the trend line and keep moving up. That's absolutely a great way to go. Um, I'm a little bit lazy in this and I can go, you know, with a click of a button, uh, I can go in here and look at, uh, I'm just going to go grab FedEx here real quick. Well, not only that, but I mean, being that this is a platform, the people yeah. who are watching and listening can go and learn more at Chris Yule, uh, I'm sorry, marketgear.com slash Chris Yule. That way you can get 50% off uh, or two weeks free and then 50% off your first month. Man, I was trying to make a really smooth segue and I stumbled it hard. That was... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, I appreciate you letting me know on that. It's, uh, uh, yeah, but it is. Uh, so it's, yeah, markyard.com uh, slash Chris Yule. And uh, uh, we do have a very nice little special for you there besides two weeks free completely. Nothing, uh, you know, just uh, take a look at it and then 50% off your first month. Uh, and there are a lot of things in here besides just a regular, you know, research platform. And, you know, one of them in particular is uh, this, uh, you know, the scans. And if I just go take this, I'm going to go grab uh, FedEx here for a moment and uh, just take a look at this. So I'll go on my options trade. Uh, what you'll see here is uh, uh, this trade set up. So it came up in this particular case, it's actually doing a, uh, a $10 spread, a 250, $260. Um, uh, there's a whole algo that figures out whether it should be a five or a 10 or whatever. In this case, it's coming up with a 10. Uh, but one of the things I think is real interesting on this, and if you look down here for just a second, you know, uh, we've talked about this on past things, but people that are used to seeing risk graphs, they're used to seeing a bull put spread risk graph that's going to look something like this here. Well, what we do is we spin it on its side. Um, and we, uh, by spinning on its side, we now match it up with the X axis of uh the uh, the position itself, and now doing that, I actually uh, uh, I need to go and actually reinitiate that because when I spun that, it 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 gets rid of a little piece of information because it, otherwise it would be inaccurate. So there we go, there we go, and so you can see here uh, what this does is it actually draws over. So so this this is my profit zones, right? The 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 light green is my profit. Uh, the, the light red is my, my max loss. And then the action in there, right? you can see that dark green and dark red uh, is kind of where the action's happening. So if you look at this here, that's my break-even point, carries right over to here. That's my break-even point. You can see that this is below a support level, right? So you have this resistance, resistance popped up, tested it going up. So that's below support. That's one of the really cool things about the strategy and in, in the uh, the the trade finder scan that we have for this is it's always going to look to do that and get that level of support. Um, and, you know, in this particular case, what we're doing is we're bringing in a dollar 36 uh, credit on this trade. So what we're doing, just so people understand this, so, cause I'm kind of going right, right into the, the numbers on it. So the current stock price um, uh, we're, we're looking at the, uh, the, the current stock price on FedEx is 277. And at 277, we're going to um, sell the 260. So we're $17 under the current price of the stock. And for that, we're bringing in uh, somewhere in the near $3 range, because it's going to be between these two, right? So 266 to 335. So, you know, 280, 290. Um, and, you know, a strategy out there, just sell naked puts, right? And this idea of, oh, well, if I sell a naked put and the stock drops down, I'm buying the stock at a discount. Well, if you have the stock put to you at, so right now it's at 277. You sell a 260 put, if the stock drops to 240, I'm not sure why exactly 260 is a discount on 240. You know, uh, I realize it's a discount from where is today, but if it drops, you can get, you know, you can take a hit. Well, the thing about this particular strategy, instead of being naked in this, this put, we're just going out further and we're buying a put for protection. So my risk now is only, uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to downplay the risk. It's still that full risk, but it's only that $10 spread. If it falls below 250, I can't lose anymore. Right, where if I'm naked a put, you can lose all the way down. Right. So in this particular case, I'm selling that put, bringing in the cash for that, and then I'm buying another lower strike put. Uh, and I keep saying lower because the stock price again at 277, I'm going to sell below that. That's out of the money in the in the put world. 
below the current stock prices out of the money. Um, and so then I'm going to sell that and I'm going to go even further out of the money and buy one. And that buy is that protection so that I can't, you know, I've got a defined risk uh, trade. So now you bring in that credit, right? So you're going to use some of that money to go buy your protection. But net net, I'm about $1.36 in the trade on a $10 spread. Uh, that works out to about a 16% uh, return uh, if I if the stock stays above uh, 260 uh, Again, it's at 277 We already have a $17 buffer in there. Uh, and we also have the added benefit of that line of support that we don't expect it to come through. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end of the day, I can either let the trade expire, keep the entire dollar 36, or a, another really good idea is as you get close to expiration, uh, you may want to, uh, you know, like on that Friday of expiration, close out the trade so you don't have weekend risk. And, and we'll, we'll, talk about that a little bit more in a moment. We, we both know people that have been burned by that. So I want to make sure we uh, are very clear about the risk of, of carrying over the weekend. But, but that basically is a strategy. And I, you know, I, I happen to grab uh, uh, one there uh, on FedEx. The top one on my list here is Facebook. If I go look at this one, same thing here, you'll see that uh, again, now look at how, how low this one is, right? All the way down here um, uh, for this. And this is a 22% return uh, and that, so in this particular case, I'm still doing a $10 spread. I'm bringing in $1.79 credit uh, on my $10 spread. My risk is only if the, uh, the stock goes down uh, below my 262. And uh, right now I'm at 280. So I've got an $18 buffer uh, on this before I even get into uh, any level of, of risk in the trade. And that's um, why I love these out of the money put spreads is because it's like, you can have like a margin of error, right. a pretty yep. sizable margin of error. In fact, like, like you could think of it like a sports analogy. It's like um, maybe the current price is your quarterback and your offensive line is where your put spread is, right? You've got a decent amount of room until you hit the the lineman in that regard. Yep, you you absolutely, and that buffer of space is really really important here. Uh, and uh, you know, now I, I want to be really clear though, because you're bringing in dollar seventy nine, and if I go down here and look at this, I'm bringing in my max reward is a dollar seventy nine. My max risk is the ten dollar spread minus the credit right. I took in the dollar seventy nine. So I'm still at an eight, um, you know, an eight dollar and twenty cent risk per share or $820 on a contract. So if I can make a, a 179 on 820 and a month, that's a pretty good return. Um, but if this does move against you, you, you want to take action. This is, you know, I've heard people say this is a set it, forget it trade because ah, it just expires or you keep all the money. The problem is if it goes against you, you, you get burned. And again, if I'm looking at a 20% return, that means I have to be right 80% of the time just to be at a break-even point. Mm -hmm. And and so how do you stack that in your favor? Number one, you want to put this in. I personally always want to do the uh, uh, sell the, the option below my support level. That's mm -hmm. what, uh, To me, that's a real important piece uh, on this and something to consider uh, as you're doing it. So, uh, uh, and that's one of the reasons I like the scans to be able to, uh, to do some of that stuff. So, um, but then, you know, then as it goes toward expiration, you can then make a choice on how to exit it. Um, let me just give you a couple of things on that. First of all, if it breaks support, get the heck out of there, right? Because what's going to happen is you notice here, if you look at this thing here, you see these lines, this dotted line, and then the, the dashed line, that's the in time 
prices of this. So if this thing drops down, um, you can see here, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to lose my max gain until I get closer to expiration. If it breaks that level of support, um, you know, I might be in a little bit of a loss, but get out. Don't, don't wait until, you know, so if I'm, if I look at it, breaking that level of support right now, um, I'm going to be down about $500 on this trade. Um, actually, if I bring up about, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and every day that goes by, it gets worse. Right. right. Even if the That's, stock doesn't move every day that you hold it and it's gone in the money, it gets worse. And, absolutely. you know, this is where where when I blew up my account the first time and the second time, this was kind of what was going through my mind. It's like, hey, look, I can let this work against me. I can give it a few more days. I can give it a few more days. I can give it a few more days. And by the end of it, rants, my account was gone. Right. Because I thought I was being smart. I thought I was just letting it have more time to work. Some people even advocate for rolling if it goes in the money. I'm not in that camp. If it's breaking your support, if it's breaking your trend line, if it's breaking whatever line in the sand that you decided earlier, you got to get out. I mean, you got to take your losses. You, the, the more books I read, the longer I trade, the more people I talk to on the podcast, if you remove your emotions, you will be so much more successful. I mean, if we could just program in to a computer everything we ever wanted to do and then just walk away, that would be way more successful because the computer is not going to be emotional about it. You're not going to say, well, maybe I hope it'll come back tomorrow. I hope it'll do this or that. The computer is going to say, I mean, your, your criteria is met. Move on. And, you know, we're not to that point yet, but I do think at some point in the future, there will be ease of use to do sophisticated trading for the every man. But until then, you just got to take your, your emotions out of it. You're absolutely correct. And, and I, this is something I just want to sh share real quick uh, that really illustrates this point. Uh, what this is, this is the journal. Our, our, our platform here has uh, a, a phenomenal journal, uh, especially if you're trading uh, options. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the industry that touches it for options trading. Uh, there's a, a, a lot to it. But one of the things that it has here is it keeps track of your win-loss ratio, both in a dollar amount and a percentile amount, right? So uh, in this particular case, you know, I have my losses, you can see this here, but my dollar losses are less than my percentage losses, right? You can see these little arcs here. Uh, and what that's an indication of is I cut my losses quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. If, if you have, if you let your losses run and, you know, you, you had a situation where, you know, you, like, like in that bull put, we had 20% and you let it go through it and lost it all, you know, your, your arc for the dollar losses here would be, uh, I'm sorry, for the dollar losses here would be a lot bigger. And, um, and this is a, you know, it's a simple little rule we talk about with, with people when we're using our journal is make sure your arc for your dollar losses is always less than your arc for your, uh, percentage losses. Cause if it's not, you're letting your losses run too long. And yeah, uh, and that's a real important piece on this particular trade uh, in particular is, is that um, because if it does go against you, you can get a pretty bad hit here uh, that you really want to consider uh, what that, you know, how you're putting up that position. So uh, that's a, a, a pretty important factor in what we're doing here uh, in this. So, uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a real important thing to, to, to weigh out here. Uh, there's another thing and you brought this up and uh, the stock that, that you saw this, that, uh, you, you said you had a, a friend that was trading, was it Tesla? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I watched a YouTube video. It was a, a guest I've had on the podcast before. His channel is called Project Option. And um we, we talked about this uh, during the time that I had him on the show and um, his name is uh, Chris Butler. And the, 
the story was that somebody reached out to him and they had sold a put spread in Tesla and had let it expire. And it was on a Friday. Then after hours on that Friday in the last 15 minutes or whatever it is, uh, after hours trading Tesla had gapped down and closed between his sold put Sprite put strike and his, uh, bought put strike. So while he thought he was protected because it expired right in between those, the sold puts got exercised, which means he was forced to buy the stock and the, uh, the bot puts expired worthless. And so he was out 30 something thousand dollars on a trade that he thought he was going to have a max win within 20 minutes after the market closed. Mm. I mean, like when I heard that, I was like, going forward, there is no excuse for not taking the, the remaining five, 10, 15, $20 off the table. So you never have that risk. So uh, at expiration. So that's had, my personal opinion. Yeah, I'll tell you what we had uh, somebody that happened to that was in um, uh, Amazon, same exact situation. Uh, they had a 10 contract, 10 contract, 1000 share uh, trade expired with the upper strike in the money, uh, you know, at $3,000, uh, you know, you're talking about a $3 million trade, right? And, uh, and it's a, you know, they were just completely, uh, you know, this is a technical market term freaked out you know yeah, yeah. Had, yeah that's a uh and uh you know you're sitting there going my max risk is x and all of a sudden you got a three million dollar uh uh, three million dollars worth of stock put now m- mind you they had to give you money to get the stock so you did put out three million dollars but you know you got the the price of the put but but still the, the other part about that that happens is now you have weekend risk right because mm-hmm. now it's whatever it is on monday whatever I, you know so it could go down so there's a couple things about this number one if you're going to do this with anything that has levels of volatility in it at all you really really want to get out of that stock going into expiration you do not want to run it through expiration I will tell you that on a lot of cases, I will ride these through expiration, but it's not going to be on a Tesla or an Amazon. Um, It might be on a FedEx. It might be on, um, like, if I'm doing it on SPY, uh, you know, because that's a big bucket of stocks already, right? 500 stocks in in, uh, in, uh, SPY. So uh, I I do it on that, but um, it is giving up those few cents uh lets you sleep better at night uh, you know let you sleep better through the weekend because yeah, that's what and, it is it's the weekend risk right? i never knew that could happen that it would go after hours and be exercised and all that stuff so that was that was a a huge eye opener for me um because I, I i'd never heard that story before and i remember now early on in my trading journey i was watching different youtube videos and i remember watching one by ally invest and it was when they were the options playbook, I think is what it was, what the yeah, yeah. site was. Yeah. Um, you had something to do with that, didn't you, Chris? I might have, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian, a guy named Brian Overby. It's his, it's his book. It's his, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there was one of his, his videos where basically, I, if I'm saying it correctly, I'm, I'm going to try and do my best here. He said, don't be a cheapskate, take the $5 off the table and close your trade before the uh, options expire. And I was like, that's actually some pretty sound advice. So, well, the other way to look at it, when you, you know, when you trade futures and you're trading corn or soy or something like that, 
you make sure you close out the contract before expiration because you don't want a pile of corn showing up at your door, right? I mean, that's the thing. You don't want to take delivery on this stuff. Don't look at it any differently. You don't want a pile of Amazon showing up in your account, right, uh, on Monday. And that's the same way to look at it. Hey, my wife has a pile of Amazon showing up on my doorstep every day. So. <laughs> <a> different... <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. while we've been on the phone here, I got an alert. The 8756 was charged to my credit card on Amazon. I'm like, oh, yep. she's shopping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> that's a good point there. That's lovely. Uh, so, so you know, when you're doing things like this, you definitely want to be uh, cognizant of what you're in. So there's, so there's some rules that we have. I mentioned a couple of them on, on this on that scan, but you want to make sure that you don't have a dividend and you don't have a, an earnings report coming out between you know, but before the ex between the time you get in that trade and expiration, because those are just two things. I mean, dividend, not as much and dividends is up paid out on Amazon anyway, but, um, but the earnings thing, man, you know, earnings can, can really swing a stock and, um, uh, you know, you don't want that to happen going into that. So that's a big one. And then the other one is if it's, I don't care what stock it is, if it's anywhere close, um, get out. And if it's a high volatile stock, get out period. And, uh, and, you know, like the Amazons and the Teslas and that just, there's no reason to do that. Um, you know, if you're in, you know, I, I know that one I've traded this a lot on is, uh, uh, Adobe and another one is United healthcare. Both those are not, you know, th th neither one of those are, are high volatile stocks and, and they play pretty well. I'll ride those through. But again, if it's anywhere close to the level of support that I'm underneath, I'm not going to take that risk through that. And you're right. You know, in fact, actually, when I was director of options at Ameritrade back when they actually charged commissions for trades, uh, you know, now that we've gotten a world where that's not the case anymore, um, uh, I managed to get through it at uh, Ameritrade that if it was less than a nickel, don't charge a commission. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, not a contract fee or anything, not a ticket fee or contract fee or anything. And the reason we did that was we saw so many people, uh, you know, that would would be up on that expiration and they're cheap to buy them back, but they didn't want to spend the, the, you know, at that point in time, if you had a, a you know, a single contract, uh, you were talking about, you know, a $10, $10 and 75 cents, right? Uh, cause it, cause it was a 75 cent uh, uh, contract fee, um, and a $10 ticket charge. And, uh, you know, you'd have people off of that little bit of money, not want to close that out and, uh, and then end up getting burned by it. So I, I lobbied real hard and got that through at Ameritrade where they Whoa. didn't charge commissions on those closing trades because we wanted people to get out of them. That and makes so, so many much people sense. burn through that. I mean, like that, that's like when I first started, I had, uh, I remember I was like, I can't make any money doing this. Cause I was selling, uh, I was selling iron condors and it was one lot and my ticket charge commission and everything in total, let's call it $20 round trip. And I'm making maybe $40, $50 round trip. I mean, like that, if, if, if I'm selling the iron condor like a dollar wide, right? Things have changed a lot in my trading account. But let's say I'm selling a dollar wide iron condor. I might be taking in 40 cents. I'm spending half of it on commissions. And then if I'm closing at 50, 60%, I'm literally not making a dollar on this trade. And I was like, I got to change something. This is not working. And, and a part of what we saw was there were a lot of people that were putting on things that unless they rode through just that between the, the bid ask spread going into the, you know, that fluff that sometimes the, you know, the floor maker, uh, the uh, market makers will, will, will put in that going in expiration because they know you got to get out. Right. Uh, if you're, if you want to get rid of that risk uh, and then the commissions on top of it, it just made it really difficult. So that was one of the first things I did when I became director of options trading there was to get them to do that. And what we found out was 
uh, you know, we really promoted that. And uh, we found out that it was a lot less money for the firm to give up the commission than it was go chase down people uh, with bad trades and try to collect, you know, yeah. for stuff, you know, it just, and, and, and that's never a fun conversation anyway, no matter what. Right. So uh, it just, from a, from a customer service, a, 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 a client care and everything, it was just a much better move to do. And, you know, now it's not even a concern because, you know, it's like, nothing for commissions but uh but it's a it, it just really does illustrate the point though if there's any risk going into that expiration uh get out you got the weekend risk and expiration man because the thing is it gets put to you on friday night you know you know technically it's by noon on saturday right now you get it, it's put to you and now you have the risk of whatever it's going to open up on monday and if mm -hmm. it gaps down further or whatever it could be you know, uh, uh, even uglier, right? So yeah. definitely get out. If, if there's any volatility, any uh, risk at all, you get out of these trades. Same thing here, uh, we were talking about before. If it's moving against you, it breaks that level of support. Whatever your rule was on where you put that line, if it breaks that, just just cut it. Cut it there. You're much better to cut your losses there um, and have uh, some left to play another day than it is to let it go down and end up getting hosed the whole way when, through. So when you when, when your kids when your kids start driving, you tell them that nothing good happens after midnight, right? So the rule for traders is nothing good happens after expiration. Just don't be in it. Let let all the settlement process be handled by people who have a whole different thing going on. You know. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, guys, this has been a really, really educational episode. I love being able to, to chat with you. Let's make sure we send everyone over to marketgear.com slash Chris Ewell. That's me, C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L. That way you can get two weeks of market gear for free and 50% off your first month of the market gear platform, which as Rance was demonstrating here is exceptionally powerful and is really a complement to your brokerage or anything else that you're using. Um, and just to be clear, that's a good point. You it trades wherever you want to trade, right? It's uh, we hook up to your brokerage. It's not it, it, the platform is just tools for you to be able to do, and a uh, you know a lot of tools in there for that, uh, including these trade finder scans that help you find these opportunities. Uh, in right. The market. Yeah. This isn't meant to replace your brokerage. This is meant to assist you in making better trades and better decisions with the use of your broker integrated into it. So I think it's a really cool really really cool platform i love being able to use Thanks. it and learn more about it from you guys so thank, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us today glad to be here thank you and thank you guys for tuning in to today's how to trade stocks options podcast make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications that way you never miss any tools tips and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter i'll see you on the next episode okay so what'd you think that was pretty incredible right now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download 
my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI stock trading system today. The five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimInnesStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.